This is Jose, aka Toots. I'm a photographer based out in the Bronx, uh, and I'm pulling up to the Wolf and Unicorn podcast. If you want to check out a lot of things that you don't want to find out about me, you better pull up. Yaddy, what's up? What's poppin'? <laughs> How you doing today on this beautiful Sunday morning? I'm doing so great. So, so, so great. So great. So How great. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I got some sleep today. Yeah. You know, I haven't been sleeping well over the last couple of weeks. But, yeah. But uh, really, you know, I think it's because I was up late playing Call of Duty all night. Oh, God. Uh, That's yeah. why you got good sleep? <laughs> you know, you know, just kill these motherfuckers. You know, you just get that. No, no. <laughs> um, but I'm feeling good today. That's good. Uh, but anyway, we got a very special guest today. Our brother Toots. Uh, Toots, welcome to the Wolf Unicorn Podcast. Um, thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> Why don't you tell our listeners? Huh? <laughs> Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do? Uh, we could jump into some stuff. Oh man, I'm gonna try to be as simple as possible. Uh, <laughs> my name is Jose Tutiven, Tutiven, but they call me Toots, obviously, because you know it's too many syllables on my last name. Um, <laughs> But I've been, uh, I'm a photographer based out in New York, Bronx mainly. Been here for, been doing it for about seven years full time. And I mean, I, I've been wearing a lot of hats since then, but uh, I think I like to categorize myself as somebody as a photographer right now. Um, right. Yeah, been doing, been having fun so far. <laughs> and he's being modest, very, right. very, very modest. Very modest. Uh, he is <laughs> one of the best photographers in the world. Right. Let's, right. Let's, get, let's get this right. Right. I, I follow a bunch of photographers and they follow you. So right. I just want to be clear that oh Toots is <laughs> on another level of photography. Not like, oh, he shoots pictures yeah, here and there. Yeah. This guy is a beast. I just wanted to be clear and on the record that we're saying that Toots right. is a fucking beast. Correct. <laughs> Listen, yeah. maybe nationwide, but not worldwide. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. That's, that's when I'll probably like get my, you know, my status up there. But right now, I'm very hungry about it. I'm grateful just to do what I love to do. That's for sure. No, I that's awesome. That. <laughs> um, so we met Toots maybe a couple a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys got an office. You uh, share with uh, Space Dog, uh, our friends uh, Donnell and Fred. Um, yeah. uh, what 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 made you kind of use that space? I know Create Hubs in the Bronx and Locked in the Bronx and uh, building the community there. But w- why why did you choose uh, that place? You could have you know worked anywhere at your level. That's a good. I mean, that's that's. It's a very good question. Um, you know, I, I'm i a New Yorker at heart, for sure. Um, I live in the Bronx, and I've always, when I first started, I was literally commuting to Brooklyn because I felt like that's where all the creators were at the beginning. Um, my first two years, I used to troop it back and forth just because I felt like there was a community out there of creators, photographers, uh, and you couldn't find them here in the Bronx. Eventually, I realized that, you know, there is a community out here. You just got to create it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to create what you know technically a hub something to make them want to come to you um i've always wanted to have a studio or home-based office in the bronx regardless where i land um i always felt like staying local staying um around your community and just staying committed to what you're familiar with can keep you focused on whatever personal missions you have and i've always wanted to help as much as i could 
put people um, just either by mentoring or by, you know, by teaching or even just having like discussions with them at coffee shops. And I felt like when I got um, a friend of mine, a person I know, told me about Create Hub and they were opening this whole new studio for artists. I felt like that was a great opportunity and it was definitely something that I wanted to be part of. And next thing you know, um, I first wanted to just have an actual base studio in Create Hub. But yeah. I realized that I wanted, um, I reached out to some other people because I never wanted to be a loner when it comes <laughs> to those type of situations. Like come to an office, be by myself is kind of like never uh, something that, you know, I felt like was the goal for me. I wanted to come into a space where it was very creatively uh, polished, you know. Right. And so I looked out for people that wanted to join or partner with me in a studio, not a photographer, essentially, uh, essentially it was just somebody else who needed a space to right. also create. And you know, we could always bounce back ideas. And I think in my in my world, it's always been benefiting beneficial for me to um, have someone else creatively uh, around you yeah, and kind of bounce ideas. So when this opportunity came, I reached out to uh, a couple of friends of mine, Stan and Stan, you know, connected with me with Donnell and Fred. And next thing you know, we just uh, started getting the ball rolling. Nice. And we'd been here since early 2019, wow. January 2019. And then, yeah. you know, obviously COVID hit and Right. But we're still here. And then one of the best things about Create Hub is that they worked with us during COVID. They really mm. uh, wanted to keep us right. here as as without, you know, any type of like uh worries or concerns. So they really worked with us and they still are working with us yeah. in this whole situation. So I think that I'm very grateful. We are all very grateful just being able to support the community as much as you can being here still. Otherwise I think I think other situation in other situations we probably have to give up the studio for sure. Right, right. I mean, you probably would be like, "Oh, got to we're going to evict you guys." Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a tough part for artists, you know. Yeah. It's a tough yeah. situation for artists right now. All right. Well, I remember in the beginning of the pandemic when I, you know, everything happened, one of my initial thoughts was like of you guys, like our friends, you know, who just recently got the studio a space and we were so excited. We were there at the launch, you know, we took pictures in the open space just so we can have like the before and after and everything. It was so exciting. Um, and then when everything happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen with this? It was brand new. You guys had just gotten the space. Um, but I also want to learn about how COVID kind of affected um, not just like your workspace and your work area, but the actual work and shoots. Like how how did that affect um, your day to day as a photographer, and how did you pivot um, with that? Oof, I mean, um, I think one of the things that happened immediately uh, was not seeing ourselves as essentials anymore uh, because we felt that. Oh well, for me, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, especially, started it, it was it was definitely a double edged sword. Uh, it made me stop. I'm a hustle dude, you know, like every day. My, 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 the way I work is like every day waking up and seeing what I need to accomplish today, who I need to meet, what I need to accomplish, you know, like what are my uh, to do lists for today. And every day was that. It was like almost, almost to a point where it's just like mofo, you know, like, you know, like FOMO, sorry. It's like fear of missing out. It's like the city is so like this. As soon as you wake up, everybody's like this, and you feel like you need to catch up. 
Right. And I think that in particularly, uh, when COVID hit, um, it stopped everything. I had so many planned and assignments that were concrete. We were even working, I was even like uh, already in the process of working with uh, Space Dogs on a video project with, with a big, very big client. And uh, we were already in the in that stage of, you know, like budgeting and deliverables and teamwork. And then next thing you know, they halted it right, literally, because they stopped every yeah. single time. So I felt like, I mean, we were crushed We on many levels. Um, I realized that I had to pretty much be a stay-at-home dad, you know. Uh, the whole homeschooling situation kind of had to put as a priority right now. Mm-hmm. And my career as technically, you know, aside, it just fully stopped. So I went through stages of, like, sadness, you know, a little bit of depression, a little bit of, like, concerns a little bit of like questioning what is like my purpose now and um those were like you go through stages of emotions of denial and then eventually it kind of like became uh, a challenge for me to kind of see myself as like what am i you know here for you know i started questioning myself what exactly can i like if you know I, i looked at it as like okay what if i become a handicap what if i for you know for some strange unfortunate reason you know i i lose some uh, one hand or two hands over mm-hmm. my leg that still makes me feel like you know like i can't shoot photography anymore right right so it made me realize like what am i also able to like provide to this to this industry aside from physical images mm-hmm. so i have to kind of like see myself more as internally as seeing like what is it that i can do to like provide still be part of this industry, a creative industry. So I started right. to pivot into video. I started pivoting into like organizations. I started pivoting into other people and just kind of like, when I mean pivoting, meaning like communicate, interact uh, via, you know, tools that we have now, which is all conferencing and, and audio. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went back basically calling each other and having conversations <laughs> with phone call. That was like probably one of the biggest adjustments. I mean, yeah. straightforward dude. I'm a huge, I, and I still am, I love, interacting with people face to face it's i'm a true believer that you can make an impact through like physical conversation like actual conversations um because you get to gauge people's energy you get to yeah. understand people's like energy through their passion through what they like right. really you know like really want in life and it's right. hard to decipher that to like a medium like technology yeah yeah, yeah. we we've had uh, similar you know, we were just actually talking about this before we got yeah. on with you. And it's like, you know, we were saying, you know, the podcast, we used to do it in person. And, yeah. You know, really, you know, now we have to kind of like pause and wait for you to finish talking before we say our next <laughs> word. Before, this is like a real, you know, we were just going, you know, yeah. like we're yeah, at a bar, yeah. like, you know, just having a conversation at a bar. But, um, but it's definitely uh, different. And, and I, I can't wait. I'm hoping end of the year we can kind of get back to some type of normalcy and at least be in a place with people right. and not have to yeah. worry too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just just uh, pivoting and, you know, we have to do this virtual. For I mean, now, I, but, uh, eventually what kept me sane was like, OK, I, I came to a conclusion that I wanted to do some sort of like even throughout when when things were being a little bit more manageable, things were a little bit more controlled. I obviously, I think it took me like, what, March, April, May, June, around maybe like June, I decided to say to myself, I cannot stay like not create. I can't see right. myself. Not and I know I wasn't the only one. There's no way yeah. I wasn't the only one. 
So what I did is I reached out to a lot of um, our artists and creators and just kind of do this whole concept of a COVID collab. Oh, yeah, I see your yeah. hashtag. <laughs> yeah, so the main idea for that was like, look, there's businesses that are closed and not being used, you know, outdoors or indoors, whatever. They have no, you know, but they still need some sort of like, whether it's content or promotion or marketing. So I decided right. to connect with like local, like Bronx, local businesses and kind of see like, hey, can we use your space for uh, maybe something like a personal shoot, like a, just like personal project? And they were like, definitely like all for it because it was like everything was at halt and might as well do something like productive. Right. You know what I mean? right. Also connected with some artists and had conversations with them. Actually, one of them painted like one of the backdrops for me. And she did like, her name is Sophia. And she painted like three of them for me for a collab. So basically now I have a backdrop to use for whatever reason. Right. And then right. I connected with a model or, you know, to kind of say like, okay, let's use this to kind of promote this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the inclusion of that first project was basically like Sophia started to get business from other photographers saying that I want custom canvases or backdrops. Let me hire her. So oh, during nice, the whole COVID, nice. she got some nice little some like business, business. Yeah. You know, some some nice little like attention towards her art, which, you know, she still does at this point. But now she's, re- you know, that was a positive thing. Um, yeah. The businesses started to get notoriety through like social feeds and like mm-hmm. That first set of images got picked up by an online magazine, so it got also marketed in an online magazine, also right, physical yeah. print, right. physical print. So people were able to purchase that. And um, obviously, the art model was looking for you know like up and coming, you know, more stuff to keep them like active and busy. So right. she was able to use that as a content that you know like she can use for her portfolio. So it, it became more of a of a collaboration of people just like wanting to work, not based off of money or based off like you know like intentions or, or the agenda was just like we just want to stay productive and active right. and creative because right. we're going to go insane so that kind of <laughs> helped me throughout the whole situation and I, i've done i think four so far nice nice so it's helped, uh, it's helped me I, a want, lot. I wanted to ask about like your creative process because your pictures are very creative i mean i see like the backgrounds the the, the flowers and the crowns and you know you got all this stuff going on like how do you come up with those ideas or is it kind of like when you get a job they have an idea and you you just kind of shoot it for them or do you kind of create some of those ideas or all of them um i honestly think is a as a collaboration for sure yeah it's a collaboration i i definitely have what we call a mood board and mm-hmm. ideas that inspire me so images that inspire me and i think i use that as a reference as long as it's, if it connects to me uh, whether it's something like, you know, like something that I like, like reminds me of my childhood or reminds me of certain like stages in my life or something that maybe I do want to see moving forward, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, based on like community or maybe even my homeland, you know, Ecuador. So I think right. anything that resembles that, that feels like personal to me, I definitely want to see it come to life and fruition somehow in my images mm-hmm. as much as I can. And um, once I get that, uh, 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 let's say a concept that I feel like I want to do, and that's like my uh, like top one to-do list yeah. within, until it's done, obviously. Like I'll, I'll have it on the top. And then what I do is I connect with people who I explain to them this concept, and if they're passionate as well, and if they want to like be involved, and if they feel the connection, or if they feel, if I feel like they will, can put their creative um 
talent into it in their own twist and kind of evolves into like a collaboration, not just one thing. It's just not just my thing. I just feel yeah. like put your ideas into this. And it's a, right. it's a big the whole discussion. Then what happens is that, you know, you get a makeup artist that's so passionate about this project and intentional that you don't really have to convince them because they're already mm -hmm. convinced. Yeah. You know, they are, and then you bring on, you know, a stylist. And what we do is that we literally go through like weeks, um, several conversations of like what we look cool, what will look awesome, who do we need to hire, what kind of what kind of people do we need to work with. So it's not something that's done on the spot. It's like a lengthy conversation of just things people are passionate about. Mm -hmm. Put it in a pot, and then you kind of like just start cooking it, and you just yeah. see yeah. it. Like, see the fruition of like what we can work with you know what we can do and how we can make it happen obviously we all come as artists we all like budget ourselves we all some of us don't even have that much budget to create this but we make mm -hmm. it work for whatever it's right. for our resources and lucky right. for us that we you know like we're so passionate that and determined that i want to make sure that people are involved in this project you know it's not just like controlled by me Right. Yeah. I want everybody's input because at the end of the day, I want everybody to be happy with whatever results we get. Because yeah. again, the whole concept was like putting something out there in the world, almost like giving birth to like a like a like an image, and it's like mm -hmm. put it out there, something <laughs> that we accomplished, and it's like you feel overwhelmed with the whole process. We are more like I think in general with every project that I do, I think that I'm more about the process than the results. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, the process is what kind of makes you feel uh, sort of uh, purposeful. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know? It was like you, you're putting all this energy into something that a lot of people don't understand, you know, labor. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of time and effort and not expect immediate, you know, results. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A lot of people don't <laughs> understand that immediate results doesn't like satisfy your your, your thirst right. for a lot mm -hmm. of things and right. like i think those, yeah. those weeks of just going and going and, and hitting you getting to know so much of yourself and so much of like collaborating and these people that it's it's so important for self-development for sure yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think it's the um being exposed to that kind of process with you guys with you and with space dog and all of our friends who are in the creative um you know world was very eye-opening for me um i think that for you know my experience with with photography and videography and content is just like all right we're producing this content to post it out there to either promote something or shine a light on something but i think that with the difference with the process with for example my process and your process is that you know you guys have this like whole mountain of ideas <laughs> and you have an entire team i mean when i went to one of your shoots and i saw the amount of people that it took for for you know a 30 second video i was like in shock yeah, yeah. i'm like this is insane right. yeah um, I, I get annoyed just like putting up the light for the podcast <laughs> i'm like i gotta do this every time we gotta put the mics on and i i you know i went like I, like she said we went through your shoot and i was just like Wow, that was just that. I saw the finished product it was just a two minute video and some, you know, back behind the scenes, you know, get like eight pictures up. And I'm just like, all right, we got to, you know, we yeah. got to, you know, all right, we're going to lock in. We're going to really look at this and make it look good. And um, it's worth it um, yes. at the end of the day. It's absolutely worth it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with creating, you know, 
quick content and having nice quality photos of lifestyle or travel or whatever that's cool um but also we i'm grateful to be exposed to that kind of process with you guys because if we do want to create something that's like you know has a deeper meaning right. or a higher quality of a creative you know more creative we know how to go about it um right. To a certain extent, obviously, right. it's not going to be the same. Of course, of course. But you know, he's got a few years on, on the belt. We right, can't just right. come out of nowhere with toots all of a sudden. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are on route, though. I feel like you guys are doing such an amazing job so far. I really enjoyed your 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 current season. You know, your current like session so far. Yeah. It's really you guys are good a good duo, and that's hard to find. Thank I think you. That's, that's hard to find. I appreciate that. I appreciate. People, you got two people trying to do one thing, like one goal. <laughs> You're going to bump heads a lot of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we do. We do. Quite often. Do we? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. We got to walk away a few times and come yeah. back to it and like, all right, all right, yeah, all right. Let's cool down. We know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, and also, I, I, we watched some of your YouTube. You had a couple YouTube videos up. Pretty fucking dope, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, and there was one part where you said, uh, you know, you don't shoot for, to make content. You shoot um to capture what you're thinking or how you're feeling in that moment yeah uh, yeah yeah can you go into that a little bit and you know and capturing I, yeah. those moments i mean i can elaborate as much as i can you know i'm very yeah. very i'm very connected with my images passionately emotionally um and mainly because i think i come from a background where um i moved a lot i have you know like a lot of my friends i've shifted a lot i don't have like really long-term friends Perfect example is like my wedding. I never had. I didn't have a best man. You oh, know, it's like because I, I moved around a lot. You know, I tra- transitioned yeah. so much. I've been to. I've lived in so many like apartments. It's never been sort of cons- like stable for me. It's always been on the go. And one of the things I've learned, and I, maybe this is why I love photography so much, is because I'm able to connect with one person, whether you know whether it's in the you know in business or or personal or creatively. It doesn't have to be with photography, but I use the photography more as like a diary. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I capture the, I get to know these people and I'm very selective on who I want to like sort of connect with, obviously, because we all kind of want to feel each other's energy as much as possible. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with me, us kind of like, it's almost therapeutic when I, when I have these sessions and it's like conversations on how I can make something in the in like during our time while we're here mm-hmm. uh make it feel sort of like again purposeful intentional make it feel like you can you know see this as something that can move you continue to move you forward instead of going backwards right, mm-hmm. right. So when i look at these images whether it's like a year two years or 10 years from now i'm always going to look back at this image as that as that experience as mm-hmm. what we shared in that moment i might not see this person again after that shoot physically or never had conversations, but I know that I'm connected through that um, person, through that experience. And I'm mm. okay with that. Cause I kind of have, I feel like I've learned something and if you haven't learned anything from that person, then, you know, you continue to search for that sort of like teaching. And right. I've, from every single session that I've shot, I've learned something. Whereas, you know, it's, it, it, it definitely helped me grow into mm. who I am right now. Nice. Nice. So I have a question. I have a, um, I follow a lot of creatives and, you know, a lot of content creators and photographers. And I saw someone recently post, well, not recently, um, during the new year, post something on their stories about how they, you know, only had these like grand special photo shoots 
to kind of go back and recap and overview their year and the oh. person was posting and saying like you know i really wish i had you know just casual photos of moments that happen like regular day-to-day -day life you know yeah. looking back at my camera roll i don't see anything of this past year that's like just like a day you know you know how normal people just take their phone and take a picture or something like she didn't have any of that and she was feeling like you know she needs to do a better better job of also capturing just regular life and not these yeah. these grand you know moments or photo shoots and i just wanted to know like if you've ever had an experience like that or if you like obviously like you're a father so i'm sure you have a ton of pictures of your kids and your phone but <laughs> right. you know yeah. when you do something for work like photography you might you know not want to take pictures every now and then so i just wanted to know how you feel about that oh yeah yeah i definitely uh you know, I, there were stages in my life that I felt like if I didn't come home with an image that I can post, I felt like <laughs> I, I've lost a day. I've lost productivity. I've lost purpose. You get into so much um, self, like beating up yourself on like, I just don't, you know, like you get really upset with yourself. You start like yeah. really questioning like your life. It's ridiculous. Like I don't, and you know, I think everybody goes through that, but um <clears throat> I think that the way to cope with those situations for me, I always bring my camera, no matter what. There's no, I don't have an intention. There might not be a plan for me to like use it that day, but I always want to be prepared. I always want to make sure that, and this could be as small as your camera, you know, like your mobile camera or like a, 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 a point and shoot or even like a big body, whatever you feel comfortable with. But I don't feel like you should put yourself so much pressure, at least for me, that I have to come home with something. I think you definitely have to like understand your day-to-day -day activity, what you want to accomplish today, and then squeeze in whatever you can as a memory. Because I definitely do enjoy, one of the things I do enjoy is looking back and whether it's all these like channels now that reminds you of like what you shot a year ago. Yeah. It gives you some sort of like, wow, this is where I was at last year or mm -hmm. a year ago. And it gives you a perspective of what has transpired since then. You know, like if you can say to yourself, like, I've definitely feel like I've progressed from them, from those, from that image to now, then you're on a, on a, on a progressive path. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if you feel like there's nothing there and you feel like nothing has been accomplished, don't beat yourself up because obviously we all have a different lifestyle. We all go on through different challenges. Right. I just feel like it's always good. It's always a day one. There's always going to be a day one to start wherever you feel like you need to start at. And if you feel like, okay, I haven't taken anything, I feel very, like, pissed off or angry, I always see myself, well, yeah, you know, entertain that, you know, you know, concentrate on that, evaluate it, and then be like, all right, I'm not going to let this consume me right. day starting tomorrow. It's almost like working out, right? Yeah. Or like, or trying not to eat bread or pasta <laughs> or like freaking, you know, that's the hardest thing in my life, but I love it, you know? There's no way I'm going to give that up. But I think it's like... It's, it's almost like you're in a relationship with your career. Mm. You know, like if you really love it, you're not going to quit. Right. You're not going to give up. You're going to keep trying. You're going to go through the challenges. You're going to go through pitfalls. But I think that for me has always been that I can't consume, put all that energy into those situations because it's not going to help me moving mm -hmm. forward. And I'm not getting any younger. So a lot of the things that I do now is just a lot more intentional based on mm. I feel like a lot my my goal right now is like everything that i do right now has to be set where it's connected to me personally and that i can create at least one image a month 
where I, it could be valued one day to be either printed or with the aspiration of the goal of being in a gallery. Right. That's it. Right. But there's no, there's no, there's really no set goal. It's just, this is what I want to accomplish in every project or every like concept that I want to do. Right. Uh, I, I wanted to mention uh, film versus digital. Um, uh, I recently, I, I think I commented on one of your things. I, I picked up a film camera over the pandemic and I've been playing around with it. I, I Okay. really enjoy the process uh i like you know i don't shoot with you know i'm not shooting for you know anybody but myself when i, when I have my film camera so i'm just cool. like you know just having a good time shooting and, you know even if it's a bad shot when you know when you get developed it's just like that's still kind of fire you know it's not like it's not like i don't know when you look at the digital you see it right away it's like ah, another one but when you when you look back at it later it's like yeah it's still kind of kind of hot you know you know i'm not gonna you know put it up everywhere and blow it up but i, I like the picture you know it's cool um, so can you speak to kind of, you know, I know you shoot mostly film, some of your shoots now, um, yeah. you know, why you made that switch and, and, you know, when that happened for you? Well, I mean, um, uh, that's, that's like, I started film three years ago mm-hmm. and, um, that's, it's been definitely a slow progression on that, on the love for it. There was, that, that, at the beginning it was more admiration. Yeah. Yeah. You really didn't see it as something that I can kind of like fully see it as like a, pro, a primary way of medium to shoot. Because I knew that back, you know, three years ago, everything was digital and, you, right. know, you know, everything was like they want to get it by the end of the day and stuff like that. And, you know, clients really wasn't receptive to that at that time. But, mm. you know, I think that I use film as a way to kind of balance it out. You know, like with digital is like trying to get the shot immediately and not worry about it later. With film, it was more about like, just loving that moment, enjoying the moment, just not even thinking about the results, just not Mm -hmm. thinking about if you got it or you didn't got it. Initially, that's what helped me kind of like, when I shot it, I didn't have to look back to the camera and reshoot it again to see if I could get it better. I think if I'm a crazy dude, I have some sort of OCD tendencies when it comes to like close to perfection, because I'm always like, I'm always in digital world. If I look at the image, I'm be like, "Yo, this is a good shot." But in my mind, I'm be like, "Maybe I can get it better. <laughs> you know, like, I can do this better." And then you're never gonna be fully satisfied because you always feel. And it's funny because I'll look through like I'll look at that same shot, and I, it'll it'll be like twenty, thirty, fifty shots, and then I'll go back to the first initial one and be like, "I should have just kept the first one because that's like the <laughs> most one I want." And so like I just literally wasted. X amount of minutes trying to Correct. perfect that. When I'm literally like, I look at the first image, I'm like, oh snap, this is just this is already dope. <laughs> just stop here. Why did I even go further? <laughs> trying to like, trying to like get myself into a, a, a freaking loop like situation where I'm just always questioning myself, and it's very frustrating. Right. So with film, you literally take the shot. Maybe I'll do two shots, different perspectives, and then just move on. And I think that has helped me understand and the love and appreciate the concept of like photography in itself because it helped me slow down and just kind of enjoy the moment and enjoy the and just enjoy like seeing that okay even if it's not the shot i can mm-hmm. always look back and be like oh i remember this yeah and it's yeah. okay with that i'm fine with that i don't need to go further <laughs> um but obviously the more you do it the better you get the more um you start to just like with any trade or any skill set or any type of like um, 
thing you want to sort of become better at, you just practice and practice and practice. And like now it's literally the first thing that I get hired now to just shoot film yeah. for like lookbooks, for like um, regular portrait shots, lifestyle shots, clothing, um, weddings. Like I did my first wedding during COVID. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. And they told me you can. I just want you to shoot film the entire time. <laughs> That's it. Because they weren't really like stressed about. Um, they felt like they really like my images compelled a lot more of a of a moment than yeah. like you know. Yeah, they, I, I, they you know the four K the four or five K videos at the weddings. I don't know. They get kind of corny after a while. You want that raw feeling, you know? People yeah. partying, having a good time, and you know, yeah. capturing that yeah. moment in a picture. And I don't know. Maybe I mean, just it, could me, be, but. it could be a phase. It could be something that's trending now and eventually <laughs> might go into something else because obviously technology keeps evolving. But yeah. um, yeah. I think film is always going to be something that I feel like I'm always going to fall back into something that I feel like I want to like not lose the love that I have for photography. If I ever want to like say to myself, like, why am I doing this? Which I haven't questioned in a long time, especially since I got into film. Mm-hmm. Once I got into film, I stopped questioning if I really love photography. Right. And I think that's where you feel like I do have this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm meant to be. This is what I'm meant to like be like catered to and like devote my time and effort is just knowing that I can shoot and shoot and shoot for the rest of my life. Everything else is just underneath that umbrella everything. That's a job. Yeah. Uh, What do you, what do you, uh, you don't like keep your digital camera too. When you bring your film camera just as a backup, do you like, Oh, what if I didn't get it perfect? And, you know, I do, I, that would be me. I'd be like, oh, let me take one on digital real quick. Just keep that, keep that. <laughs> I, I did that with the wedding. I did that okay. with the wedding. Just in case. Because it was my first wedding that I shot on film. <laughs> right. And I did it because, you know, this is the first time experience. I don't know what could happen. Right. Now, the thing about cameras is that obviously, you know, like these are these are old used equipment. They, they don't produce them. Anymore. They're yeah. not like. They're not new. They're all used. So regardless <laughs> of anything, you're not going to purchase a new one. You're going to have no. to find a backup. So I have backups for film as well. So I brought backups for film, but obviously I brought my digital one just in case. <laughs> just in case. Um, I, I obviously like never. I never used it because uh-huh. I had no time. I literally like once you lose the moment, you lose the moment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, do it again. That's it. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Say I do again. Say one more time. Just, just look at her eyes. Tell me you love her one more time. <laughs> this whole 30-minute section one more time, session one more time. You know, right. Like, you know, so it really made no sense. Obviously, um, I, I kind of like, depending on which assignment, I, if I'm working for commercial or product-based stuff, then obviously it's just digital. I don't even bring my film camera. Right. Um, and it's it's just what am I, what are my intentions? I definitely don't want to overwhelm myself with like, trying to do three or four things at the same time because then you're right. going to give up mediocre work. Never do that. Right. Never put more than you, you can handle. Um, but if it's something that you already have sort of the intentions for, just that's it. It's either digital or film. Which yeah. one of the three you want? Pick, Don't pick tell one. me to do both. I'm not doing both. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to pay me for two. You know right. you're pay me for two <laughs> two photographers days. you got to hire, the, the film one and the digital one. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. You can't do that both at the same time, bro. It's not gonna work, but it's it's been. Um, I think it's good to set those terms with like people you work with. Um, after a while, you they they understand that if they come back, they know what to expect. Right. And and I saw you did like a uh, was it like a master class or some type of 
I know you had like a class in January or something. I saw you uh, uh, put out there. Uh, what was that? Yeah. It didn't work out. It didn't work. Oh out. no. No, because oh. of COVID. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the objective for that, honestly, was to uh, not do anything. Um, like it, it wasn't like photography one on one. It wasn't mm-hmm. like how do I shoot. I think um, that intentionally course was mainly for. Uh, it was more of providing all the stuff that I've gone through and how I've gone, my, my way of kind of like overcoming all your fears, all your doubts, all your, all your certain issues or problems that you may encounter that you never think you would find in photography. I mean, I learned a lot throughout the last seven years. And I think the number one thing that people kind of like not looking into it is the business aspect of it. Mm. You know, I think very important to understand that before you start uh, diving into like photography in general, just you, it's not just the camera. It's not just what camera you're using. It's not just you know like um, what lens you're using or or you know what you know like or what tools are you using to edit. You have to start looking at like the other side of the business, which is the, the legal side. You know, and I think I wanted to express that to people on that notion is like there's there's a way to be creative, but you also want to sustain that creativity and protect right. that creativity, especially if you're trying to make it a business. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the whole ordeal. Unfortunately, um, that's still something in the works. I personally yeah. said that I don't want to do it just because it was January. Um, a lot of people were still kind of worried about like a lot of things, even though it was going to be Zoom. I felt like I wanted to hold that back and make it. I don't feel like I was able to connect. And, and again, I go back to just people face to face. Right. So we're not going to revisit this workshop until we all are okay to meet in person. Right. Right. I so yeah. for now, it's at a halt. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm up and look, I'm looking yeah. out for that. When you Divine timing is a real thing. <laughs> and if the time now, is not I, right, I, then that's it. Yeah. Because in this career, I learned that you can't rush things just because you need to make money. Right. Oh, you yeah. want to like, you need to like put it out there. It's like, it, it's, you're going to be unhappy if you rush things yeah. all the time. Mm. Because it's going to feel very, very mediocre. And you're always going to feel like, what if I would have waited a couple of more weeks? What if mm-hmm. I would have worked on this a little bit more? Right. And I think right. that you just wait for, I think you just wait for things to come very seamless towards you mm-hmm. in order for it to like really feel like it's uh, necessary to do it at that time. But put that on oh. one of those quote Instagram posts, baby. That that, that was good, man. I like that. I like that. Just take your time, guys. Yeah, <laughs> slow down. Patience is not easy in this in this industry. I oh, think God. everybody knows that, right? It's crazy. Yep. Um. All right. So I guess we can. Uh, have any more questions for twos before we jump into some segments? I have a quick question yeah. though, and this is something that I like to ask all photographers. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the selfie? I hate it. <laughs> I, I don't know how you hate it. selfies i hate it i mean for me i hate my selfie i hate <laughs> myself and doing selfies of myself do i hate other people that do it no I, i'm i think we're at a point where it's numb we're all numbed about it it's like yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you numb. can't change it now <laughs> Everybody, no, you know. what are you gonna do what are you gonna do complain about it then right. been, uh, no 
I, I personally hate taking selfies of myself. I hate being in front of the camera. And it's such a, like, isn't it like an oxymoron? Because I love shooting people in front of the camera. Right. When you put me in front of a camera, I'm like immediately like, nope, nope, nope. I will <laughs> no, try. Like, <laughs> get me out of here. No, 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 no. And I've tried to do it. I've tried to do it. I've, I try to be a host. I've tried to do video. You know, and this goes back to like, well, I'm going, this will go into that questionnaire, you know, like later. But um, I'll, I'll explain that initially but um i definitely don't like to see myself in front of the camera <laughs> still subconscious it's horrible is that why you stopped doing the youtube videos yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on i liked it i was like this it is was dope. amazing this bring is him dope. back yeah, yeah i couldn't do it man I couldn't i'm gonna do a, a selfie master class selfie master class <laughs> you're invited yeah, okay i'll definitely take a lot of notes <laughs> i will say that she she those how to use that iPhone, man. Yep, I will, sure do. Oh, I will say this. Um, selfie, a lot of people's selfie has made me want to do more skincare practices. That's for sure. Ah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was like, yo, that skin is blowing right now. That shit is blowing right now. Crazy. How do you do that? Oh, my God. Maybe I need to work on this. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into some shit we don't like. Toots, would you like to participate in shit I don't like today? Mm, yes. Okay. What do you got for us today? Oh man, um, shit I don't like is honestly people telling me what I need to work on to create <laughs> a, to make more money or to, mm. or to to um brand myself better. I think we we are so. I think no one knows you as much as you know yourself. I don't care what specialist or pro you're bringing in front of me. There's no way you can convince me to do something I'm not 100% comfortable with. Mm. That's number one. So when people tell me, you need to do more YouTube videos, <laughs> you need to do more TikTok, you need to do more Reels, granted, it works. It does work for a lot of people, depending on what you do, because a lot yeah. of people... You know, some people are salespeople like at heart. Some people are marketers at heart and have that trait. You know, like they know how to combine that with that. But mm -hmm. me, I'm just very like concentrated on staying fully creative and right. fully trying to like, if I see something that I want to like fulfill and accomplish, that's all I want to concentrate on. Anything that else, if there's anything else that I put more, pressure mm -hmm. on like oh like oh my god i gotta do back a bts video for this oh my god i gotta do a you know like some stills so i can put it for my youtube channel yeah. you know like and start comparing and it's like for me it's like again it goes back to like that conscious and maybe anxiety where it's yeah. like you have so many things thinking at the same time that you you just mess up on like your initial purpose of trying to do this whole project or whatever right, shoot right. or concept that you're trying to accomplish and so I think I get very bothered and, and very frustrated when people tell me that, you know, like, you know, like you want me to bring YouTube videos back because of, I just don't, like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, there's, I don't think I ever see myself going into that, that, that or you guys do great jobs. You guys are like, I feel like you guys do it so well. I, I, I just have no natural, uh, natural. Yeah, yeah I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> the style I'm of the video is just I'm, cool. I'm battling myself, though, man. <laughs> you look so cool in the video, though. Man. I was like, oh, yeah. man, this is fire. 
That's the editors, bro. That's not oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I can hire a good editor that's that's very patient with me, for sure, definitely. I'll, cons- I'll consider it then. But yeah, shit that I don't like is people telling me what is good for my brand. Thank you, Toos, for that shit I don't like. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> Uh, Yadi, are you participating today? I think I'm going to pass this week. Yeah? Yeah, I'm feeling Whoa. very good. I'm very okay. positive. All right, that's good. If I think of something, though. Yeah, I'll yeah, you know. you know, the button's always ready. Just just give me the look and, I'll, you know, I'll hit it. I'll hit it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I have to participate, you know. Of course. Um, I just wanted to mention these political emails that we're still getting. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh. Let me, hold on. Let me reset here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's over. We won, guys. We won. Just stop. <laughs> wrap it up. I know oh there's God. still work to do. I know. But we raised so much money this year for mm. political emails. And, you know, I forget the number. It was like $100 billion or some, some crazy ridiculous number spent on political ads yeah. this year uh, and for the elections. Why, why are you still asking us for money, bro? Right. You know? What, 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 you know, you guys are in. You got the money. You guys, you know, taxpayer money now. You don't need these donations anymore. You know, please. We 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 got the house. We yeah. got we got we got the White House. Actually, give us our money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever's left, you know, give us you know twenty percent. You know, give us some refunds. What's exactly. Up? Um. So yeah, you know, I unsubscribed to a bunch of you know Democratic Party emails. I'm just like, it's too much. You know, I don't want to see this every day in my inbox. Um. <laughs> They still find a way. I don't oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's different people different that you people. never donated to. Like, hey, right, we need right. your help again. I'm like, again? Right. I right. never donated to you. Right. This is like some reverend for Texas, and it's like trying to get rid of Ted Cruz now. I'm like, get rid of him. You know, you, right. guys, you guys got Go the ahead. power now. Just do it. Leave me the fuck alone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Government, just do your job. You know, you know, stop asking for our personal money. Please. I think they need to take the money out of these, uh, these elections. You know, stop making it all about these ads and, and promotion uh, and, and, you know, just have one platform for each of the candidates and they just talk and that's it. Cause this is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's I'm, a great <laughs> plan. I love it. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, we need to take the money out of this. There's no, you know how many people you could have helped with all that money we spent on ads. You could have solved pretty much most of the issues America has right, right. now with with a few hundred billion dollars. I mean, yeah. come on, come on, guys. Right, bro, that's crazy. I don't know how you do it. I, I yeah yeah. So my inbox is full. Yeah, thanks, it, thanks a lot. It, it's so full for no reason. It's nonsense. Same email over and over. Can you donate one, five, ten, twenty? I'm like, no, 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 Zero. no. It's over. It's over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my shit. I don't like today. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Um, I, I don't know. So, I, didn't, I didn't do a lot of newsletters on that. That's for sure. <laughs> I didn't do that many newsletters, but that's crazy. It is crazy, man. It, and it's like nonstop. Nonstop. I, even if you unsubscribe, they have like another Democrat. Like, like a backup. Like forward Democrat. You know, I don't know. It's just like they have you subscribed on like like 10 lists or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's play a little game. So Yadi has prepared 25 questions for you. Um, you can answer as many as you can in three minutes. Can I pass? Am I allowed to pass? <laughs> of course, yes, of course, of you course. can pass. Uh, and then we would try to get back to it um, once, you're, once you're ready. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to try to pass. I'm going to be as real as possible. Uh, let me just get our questions. Okay. So once uh, Yadi finishes the first question, uh, the timer will begin. Okay. Are you ready? You ready? 
No, you give me anxiety. They're <laughs> <laughs> very easy questions. Easy questions. Easy questions. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Ecuador. Uh, if you could be any animal in the world, what would it be and why? A shark. I'm just. I love him. I love him. What is your favorite color? Gray. Uh, name the best TV show that you binge binge watched during a pandemic. Game of Thrones. What scares you the most? Spiders. Name something that you. (laughs) Not the little ones. (laughs) Name something that you've tried that you will never try again. Beats. What was your first job? McDonald's. Name one thing you can never give up. Chocolate. If your life were a hashtag, what would it be? WTF. If you had to pick one superpower, what would it be? Oh, patience. (laughs) Coffee or tea? Coffee. Describe your life using one word. Complicated. Name your biggest role model. Uh, My grandmother. If you had to be one cartoon character, who would you be? Woody Woodpecker. What is the most useful thing that you own? Uh, I'm going to say all my hoodies. <laughs> what is your go-to food spot and what is your favorite dish there? You know what? I do like Muscle Grill and I like the Santa Fe rap. Nice. I, I love that. What's your favorite song right now? Oh my God. This is horrible to say right now. Um, <laughs> I, uh, driver's license. Oh no. <laughs> what is the first thing he would do if he won the lotto? Uh, I, I would definitely. I, I would per, probably purchase a, somewhere some sort of like investment in. Uh, in Ecuador or property or real estate. What is your favorite season? I would say autumn. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do when you're not working? <laughs> Binge, just lay down and do nothing. <laughs> uh, use one word to describe how you're feeling right now. Excited. And what chore do you hate doing? Ooh, cleaning the bathroom. Nice. Time That's is time. up. Thank you, Toos, for participating in 25 questions today. I think we got yeah. through about 23. Yeah, you did good. 23. No skips. Good job. <laughs> uh, let's give him one bonus question. Um, if you had to pick one, which one of your five senses do you think that you could live without? That's all right. I, have, I, have, I have to pick one. I have to. Like, <laughs> this one. <laughs> smell. Okay. All right. Um, it's been another Monster Pod with Toots. We appreciate you coming through, brother. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for you guys. <laughs>
<laughs> um, if you haven't already, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Instagram. Uh, we also have a new donate button on our website if you want to, you know, help us out a little bit. Uh, it's only $5 a month, cheaper than a, cough, a, a cup of coffee. Right. So, you know, just, just help us out a little bit to help us get through this content and keep providing you with the things you need. We also have our, our hoodies. If, you, if you're watching, you can see on YouTube. Um, you know, the merch is live. Uh, also on the <laughs> website, just hit the merch button. Uh, there's also t-shirts there. and We're going to probably be working on some new merch, Q2, Q3. Um, Bathing suits. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about that yet. <laughs> We figure that out, you know, maybe, (laughs) maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Um, And also we're working on our content creation coursework. We actually had a meeting uh, earlier, well, yesterday to talk a little bit about it. Um, So we're mapping it out now and we're going to start hopefully putting it together uh, mid Q2 and have something ready for for you guys. Um, So yeah, look out for that. Uh, We got some more episodes coming up soon. So stay tuned. Uh, Again, Toots, appreciate you coming through. we have one last thing to do. Um, we like to end our show on a positive note. Um, this is where we hand the mic over to you. Uh, and you can give our listeners, our viewers, something to go about their day, something positive, some type of light, some guidance, anything you'd like to say. Um, here we go. Um, okay. Well, one of the things I really feel like you guys should concentrate on to just kind of like work on yourself, invest in yourself as much as you can. Uh, don't worry about what's out there and how things are kind of looking uh, dim or, you know, like low. But I think that you take this time to just focus on yourself, focus on where you come from and focus on where you want to be and take your time. Be patient. Thank you, Toots, for that positive note. It's been another Monster Pod, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in, uh, joining us for this one. A lot of insight and knowledge from Toots, uh, one of the greatest photographers we know in this world. Uh, in America, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Peace.